Hey everyone, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. Two quick things. The podcast obviously is still alive. Some people are maybe a little confused still, but um, definitely going and going strong. So we're trying to figure out some different ways to fund the podcast and have had some had some offers, some ideas that are that are good, and I'm just considering those. The other avenue that I would like to ask you all to participate in, if you are able, is to just donate to the podcast. And uh, you can let me know that by direct message on Instagram uh, through Grabdad2000. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, I believe, Messenger. And I, I think I'm just... Joe Doherty on that one. So uh, either way, let me know if you'd like to just be a part of it in the the donation way. Uh, I do want to shout out a a friend of the podcast who I've messaged with quite a bit. He's from Australia, and his name is Glenn Howarth. Uh, Glenn, thank you very much for the donation that was... Really, really nice of you, and I am really grateful that you're enjoying the podcasts that much that you would you know, take some of your hard-earned money and, and throw the money toward the podcast. So thank you, Glenn. I really do appreciate it. Uh, he's also known as Judas on Instagram, so give him a pat on the back virtually at J-E-W-D-A-S-S. That's about it. No, there was one more thing. USA BMX Freestyle. I wanted to quickly mention that USA BMX Freestyle is an organization that I had completely forgotten to mention. I should know because I've interviewed people from USA BMX Freestyle from the corporate level of it. And um, they do have... Uh, competitions for for women for BMX freestyle, and it's one that I uh, I just didn't think of when we when Nina and I on the last episode episode one thirty were talking about whether options for competition have have improved since the Olympics. So uh, USA BMX freestyle is definitely one of them. That's about it. Enjoy the podcast with Gage Sharp. But uh, the next one after Gage is Jay Dalton, which I'm pretty excited for. He's he's a pretty pretty amazing rider and a super nice guy. And uh, was happy to get that interview done with him. And he actually came to my house for it, which was pretty cool. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to posting that one up. So I'll talk to you soon. If you're going to Swamp Fest, be careful, have a blast. It's always a good time. I've only been to two of them, but both times were pretty amazing. So enjoy and be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Unfortunately, I think we're just going to sit in here and do it, right? I think it's cool. Do. I would sit there. I think it's quieter than that man because you're going to hear that band. Are there chairs in there? Do we need to bring these in? We could bring a couple. Do you know what's yeah. over the Yeah. Yeah, let me, uh... Is that band is so loud?
The thing is, once they get all get it all tuned up, they'll probably uh, be louder. No, they'll probably shut down for the until the until the gig's really supposed to happen. But I don't want to take any chances. There's there's half of the chair that it could be used. There's a cooler to sit on. Honestly, though, I think BMX in the background sounds more related to it the does. podcast than a band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is like true MacGyver crap right here. This that is, worked. You know what we'll do? We'll just start with the basic stuff. Where are you from? How long you lived there? Who do you like? Who do you hate? You know, brothers, sisters, anything. Hard, hard questions. How about just how you got into BMX? Or in my case, I always say, how did you get the BMX in your blood? Uh, so I pretty much just started out like riding around the city with my friends we were just popping wheelies and yeah kind of like being how all those those dudes will on the se bikes they just go around oh, right. traffic stuff like that but we just were just raising yeah, hell we were just wheeling down the street and then one day we just decided to go to the skate park and i had like <clears throat> a walmart mongoose bike and Sweet. we were just oh, oh yeah like <laughs> 48 tooth sprocket yeah three eighth axles nothing was tightened the bars would move all the time wow and we just yeah well how old were you of us, I think uh, you mentioned but I didn't catch it I think I started riding when I was 12 13 ish yeah. somewhere around there and then I kind of just wanted to do more with it after I went to the skate park I started hitting the jumps or jumping the little box and the wedge to wedge and stuff like that yeah and it just got me hooked onto it to where i went to eddie's bike shop with mm -hmm. my grandma and picked out a bike and then from there on just kept riding every Did day you meet someone at the park that kept you like trying to progress someone to well I follow i remember thanks in east lake where i grew up there was a big crew of dudes and I was so young at the time, and they were all probably like 24, 25-ish. Mm -hmm. So they all hated the little kids at a skate park, and I was one of those kids. Yeah. And I just remember uh, his name was Lou, and he jumped the hip. And the way the hip was set up, it would go straight into a fence, but it was like a 90-degree angle to where you'd pedal at it. Right. And I remember we almost collided, and I went into the fence, and he told me, I'll get out of your way when you can do things better than me. And then yep. that's when I was like, okay. And so that was your push? Yeah. Like, and screw all, this guy. all the dudes that I grew up riding with, like, yeah. I just yeah. started out as one of those kids that was, I guess, just the annoying kids at the skate park, but I was more right. intimidated to ride and waited until sure. they all left mm -hmm. to ride with my friends that were still at the beginner level with me. So. Right. And you guys stuck together on it oh, for yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you still ride with those guys now? Um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of does their own thing, and they'll mostly, like, working, working terrible shifts to where they can only ride a couple days a week or month or something like yeah. that. But luckily for riding or having Rays as a local skate park, like, mm -hmm. I have so many local people that to just ride with every any yeah. day I would want to. So it's do you live where you grew up? Uh, I live about 20 minutes farther from where, but still in the, pretty much the same area, same mm -hmm. county, that, that is. As Cleveland. 
Uh, it's like Cleveland's next door county. So it's Cuyahoga County and Lake County. And that's oh, where I live. is it like west of, like toward? Uh, toward east. Um, east. Oh, it's east. Yeah, okay. East of Cleveland. Gotcha. Uh, probably 40 minutes east. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, how long has Ray's been there? So did you have an indoor option? Well, actually, I'm sure you had parks, but so did you ride indoor right away when you were, well, not right away, but when you were a kid, when you were 13, you had the, had the starter bike. How long did it take you to, to be like, I want to do this over the winter too. What do yeah. I do? Uh, well, for the most part, whenever I was growing up, my mom wouldn't let me ride to the skate park. She said it was too far. So mm-hmm. I would just tell her, I'd be like, all right, mom, I'm going for a bike ride. And then I'd be gone for seven to eight hours just at the skate park. It was yeah. like two minute drive but 20 minute bike ride Mm -hmm. and uh during the winter we would just either shovel off the mini ramp there or just wait till it was dry enough to go ride street somewhere just pedal down the street really just trying to get out any way we possibly could right i didn't start going to an indoor skate park till i was probably 15 and it was changa was my first skate park just because I, i didn't even really know about rays right most of the people that I rode with didn't really think of Rays as a skate park like Changa is. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. why everyone kind of chose that, and it's yeah. significantly I mean, cheaper. Aside from Paul's Boutique and at Rays, it's really just a kink room, right? Uh, is everything else kind of like not? It's it's not really. I mean, what you ride to an outsider, Rays would be. People go there and they have, they just see like Profile World or yeah. the cross country track that goes around the whole building. Right, right. And then, yeah, they go for the bowl, the grind room, the boutique, mm-hmm. and uh, Profile World. But being a local there, you just unlock all the unrideable new lines that nobody else hits, yeah. riding the trails backwards doing everything you're not supposed to. But, but there's less people there if you live right there. You're yeah, talking yeah. about going at night or yeah like typically during the during the week there really isn't much people there just because the hours people working and stuff like that yeah they can't really make it up there that's why riding on the weekends there kind of it's it's a lot harder because that's when all the out-of-towners come to town to go there all the families stuff like that so you have to let's become a super popular place i mean it's crazy i know i've been going for the past five years maybe maybe six just like once a year yeah yeah. just takes eight to ten hours something like that oh that's yeah that's a drive yeah but we don't have any great options closer so uh i just read your question why don't you uh you can read the question no well i was just gonna ask uh like what's your favorite room out of raise and maybe your least favorite room since there's so many of them oh i should interrupt for a second we're here with Dylan, Dylan yes. there, and uh, Gage Sharp. So I just want to put that out there because I don't think I even said who I was talking to today. <laughs> just, so anyway, I would have had to add it in the intro, but now I don't have to because I fortunately remembered to say who the heck I'm talking to. But uh, we're at the uh, wheel mill for the Welcome Jam, Winter Welcome Jam, and uh, we'll talk about it later in detail. But you happen to have just won some decent money doing something oh, yeah and, but i had already locked in my interview with you so 
you know, thank God because <laughs> once you win money like that, sometimes you can't get the guys. Yeah, to come sometimes back for the, the price interview. goes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy's gone. It's two fifty in bulls. But uh, sorry, back to your your question. Dylan. I was just asking, uh, what what's your favorite room and least favorite room at Rays since there's so many of them? That's such a tough question, only because for riding there, like probably close to 10 years now and just literally ridden every single square inch of that place all the areas that you're not supposed to like ride like the the wheel mill has their fundamental room which Mm -hmm. is on the flat ground so in rays they have the yellow trail which leads to pretty much all the beginner stuff and there's uh the novice room and that's where i spend most of my time at rays just because it's a it's like a giant platform with a wedge hip, and I just do nose manuals in there all day. It's my <laughs> nose manual training facility. That's right. I try to teach everyone them in there yeah. or stuff like that. Is that the room that's like off to the far, the far kind of north side of the building, if you want to look at it that way, um, where they have that mini pump track? Back there. Yeah, yeah, it's right over there. Okay. And then the next room over is the flat ground room with the yeah. circle eight and the three trails, I'm, something like that. I don't think I've seen that maybe once. It's it's really off. Oh, it's it's hidden back there. Like, yeah. I feel like for the first couple of years going to raise, like I never even noticed that room was there. Yeah. And then one day I just started riding it. And right. It's been years, and I still can spend a eight hour session in there really just sitting there or everyone's just trying the same trick right right so that's your favorite room yeah i would say that's my favorite room and i guess if you you had not not more so a least favorite room uh a room you might have fallen a lot in that you just not don't care to ride in that much anymore something tells me you got some intel on this i got a lot of profile world that that takes me out that takes me out a lot that's pretty i mean it is pretty it's not an easy line. I mean, it's no. a big line. If you're talking about the outside line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the outside line, I get way too tired after you hit the Red Bull box and you got the hip to hip and then the roller to the yeah. burn. But, yeah. And at that point, uh, you're just so gassed from pumping that you don't want <laughs> right. to do anything after right. that. And that's, that's the only box I want to trick, and it's the last box, of course. Oh, so you got to get through. The whole second. Suck yeah. up all that, yeah. yeah. And I'm not the yeah, I'm not yeah. the best at jumping as is. So I try to shortcut my way through to get to just the last box. I just it's funny that you trick. say that like that because like when I first found like heard, seen of you and like seen clips of you and like you came up to TRP for a box jump contest yeah. and rode box jumps and shredded it. So like I totally thought you weren't really a technical rider. I was going to ask, uh, when did you get into, like, doing more manual step riding? Because, like, the first time I seen you, like I was just saying, I, I seen more box jump riding and oh, yeah. park riding, not more technical. When did you get into the technical nose manual and hang five type of stuff? What made you, did someone inspire you to get into that? I think it was just seeing all of the, the Chad Curley stuff whenever he was 15 or 16 doing it all. And, um... <clears throat> Just seeing him do like pedal hang fives and hang five whip lashes and doing nose manuals as far as he wanted. And that was just like, I was, I wanted to do that. I wanted to see how far I could do it. And then I would just be sitting in parking lots for hours just trying to hang five my 
as far as I could go, parking spot to parking spot. Uh-huh. And then one one day, it took me like a year to actually get it to where I could balance it three or four parking spots and feel confident bailing over the bars and not jamming my wrists up. Right. But I remember that, seeing that market video that you're talking, like when you started seeing Chad, and like those, the, it was just a completely different level of nose manuals that I, I was oh, yeah. like opened the, the whole different game of like riding. It made just open so many different doors for people like I, I didn't even think of riding on the front wheel most of the time yeah like just a creative different yeah. on different setups it was just mind-blowing I knew it was hard but I'm a year of working solid on it it's, yeah that's what it, it helps put things in perspective for people that are listening to this that really have no idea maybe yeah. they want to try it maybe they're working on it and frustrated and a guy like you is a, such a great bike handler took you a year to take i mean i still struggle with all those tricks one day i'll be able to do a nose manual for however the long the ledge is first try and then the next day it takes me 50 to 100 attempts to get Mm -hmm. it how i want it and where i want it was there like a part that made it like easier for you that like when you switched over to riding a different like forks or something that made it easier for you I would definitely say my forks because when I first learned them, they were on Odyssey dirt forks, and I think that offset was like thirty-four or thirty-two, one of the two, something like that. So on the steeper side? Uh no, more or on the slacked out. More kinda, slacked out. Yeah. I mean, not as slacked out as director forks because those were just insane. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah. I yeah, I just started learning them on the. Uh, Oh, the dirt forks before the R32s mm-hmm. came out and I was riding those and I think I learned uh, hang fives with those and then I just kind of started progressing them off of like all my tricks off of that so like pedal hang fives yeah, and then hang nothings with just catching it and no feet on at all mm. and then the nose manuals nose manuals can't even imagine no those manuals are still like I, I don't know how to explain it it's just one of those tricks that your body knows what to do because right. you put in so much muscle memory it's yeah. just crazy yeah on a BMX man man yeah, that is definitely that's my favorite trick to do too like any yeah. any spot I go to like mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can think of just yeah. try to link anything together with a manual or I could only imagine how, how accomplishing it feels too to nose manual and like throw a bar spin out or oh even nose manual all the way to the end of a ledge and doing a 180 out anything I just mm-hmm. I, I know a manual 180 is the most satisfying trick that I like doing so I can only imagine how satisfying like a crazy good nose manual oh yeah feel. some of them when you just like get to that perfect peak point of your balance point where you don't have to move and you're just sitting there balanced mm-hmm. that's that's got to be the best feeling about it oh i bet yeah and you pop like i do nose 360s a lot in the kink bowl mm-hmm. but it's just because that carving feeling in the nose man you'll feel so good yeah and just to pop it and mm-hmm. land nose heavy and perfect yeah people it, it seems like there's more i see more clips of nose manuals recently than than ever oh yeah i mean which is which is cool everyone's got their own style all the the front wheel tricks i think are probably like the most what's the word for like sought after trick Mm -hmm. yeah because it's just like i think from an outside perspective it's impressive to 
be balancing on your front wheel for as long as right you possibly can or want to but like you said there's so many people out there doing it and then i see that and then i'm just like i want to do it differently yeah so I'll, up the up the level yeah I'll do like i learned like hang five whiplashes mm-hmm. but i wanted to do them kind of like I don't know what the flat landing term for it is, but it's pretty much hang five to 360 down whip. Mm-hmm. And that's my way of doing it differently. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can only do Ooh. it so many ways. Right. And I want to do it my way, mm-hmm. whichever way that I want to be yeah. different with it. Things of that. Did you, is that a trick that, that got you some attention to bring things to the level of, of Ronnie Bonner. And then you you, know, you got in the shadow, the shadow uh, protective gear. Oh, yeah, I, shadow I think I said gear. that wrong, but riding gear, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, that trick pretty much came, like, later on. Like, mm-hmm. I was trying it for years because I could never get the the timing right of letting the bike swing out from under me and turning around like a decade on my handlebars and hopping Mm -hmm. to pedals but I think after I learned like 360 down whip that gave me the motion of turning one way and kicking your bike the other to meet it in the middle Uh but I think more so of just getting myself to that level not so much to like be the best but just be the best that I can do Mm -hmm. because that's all like I'm the only one trying to prove anything to myself. I got nothing to prove to anybody but me. And I just want to push myself to do more and do better. Mm -hmm. And that's where... So this is even better. So you're not really looking for, you know, people like Ryan to step up and have you, you know, because he he recognizes what you're doing and you're in your skill mm-hmm. wasn't the end goal was to get someone like Ronnie to sponsor you for protective gear right you were just doing your thing and didn't pick it up well what so I think what was it like a year ago we filmed the raids on it yeah about right around last year right in December okay oh okay so like Not too too long ago. yeah yeah too long we ago. um so it was after Source BMX had a like an internet contest, Battle of the Hastings con- like oh, yeah, video yeah. contest. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just kind of went out for like... I, I was working third shifts at that time, like yeah. terrible. I, I never really rode. I was mm-hmm. in like a bad spot. Couldn't... Didn't really do much, but mm-hmm. I saw that video contest come up. And I was like, oh, like... I was debating it. I was like, I want to do this. And it, I think it'd be really cool. And then... Uh, I kind of just took like two Saturdays because I, I kind of blew it on timing and yeah. I only had like two weeks to get it all done. So, oh, okay. And I could only ride on the weekends. So me and my buddy Zach, we just went around Cleveland, went around Akron, just mm-hmm. trying to film what we could. And then um, a couple of weeks when all the entries started coming out, uh, Dylan filmed our one friend Grant a video as well. And then... Uh, we were all just like stoked to see them all at the same time and then a couple weeks after all that was said and done dylan hit me up to film a raise at it 
mm-hmm. or whatever. I think it started as like just film a couple Insta clips. I I, yeah. I just thought your your one source at it was really good, and I just I, I seen it was all on iPhone, so yeah. kind of not bothered me, but maybe want to step in and be like, yo, let's film something, yeah. like yo, like you're killing it, like mm-hmm. let's get like, let's get some footage this year. Like that's what we kind of pushed for. We jumped right on it, and we just went for that park edit at Rays real quick, uh-huh. just to kind of push some content out. Yeah, right. just to get the ball rolling. Yeah, which was cool. So which was really good. It like it, mo- it motivated me to want to do more. Mm-hmm. And being a Rays local, you definitely ride that skate park a lot differently than any out of town person that comes through, sure. just because you see all the things that the normal people wouldn't because they're here to ride the stock box jumps all the lines and stuff like that right so you guys like Brent Moore riding with you right yeah yeah I'm sure a few others that obviously he's pretty creative yeah yeah. he's always doing something something really creative something different yeah it's it's pretty wild he's 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 pretty uh, he's a pretty amazing guy oh yeah yeah, yeah it all, seems all the way around. It seems awesome having raises like your local because you know uh, everyone from out of town wants to come to raise. So you, you get a variety of different riders coming in to ride with you. So you kind of get a different selection of kind of oh, yeah. seeing what everyone else is, I'm, comes up with. So you can kind of feed off that. of that. I'm sorry, no, uh, I, Nick Bruce. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of him post of of him riding there oh, yeah. lately. It's, I don't know if he always goes there or if he just happens to be going there more lately or, or what. But yeah, he I mean he he lives locally there. He's, I, a, he's about 10 15 minutes from the park. So I think That's it. Oh yeah. He he's, was a local more of Rays before that uh-huh. and before his skate park that he made. Right. Like, I I seen him up there pretty pretty often. Every yeah. time I'd go up there on weekends, I'd seen him up there and then when he made his own skate park, he was kind of Sticking to that for a while, yeah. And that's Ramps been are a couple bigger. Years, right? Wasn't that that was all geared toward Olympics training for the Olympics? Yeah, oh yeah. So he's got his, okay. which totally makes sense. Riding at that level of yeah. BMX is incredible. Like I just I like going to the brew house just to watch him because oh, is that he, what it's called? Yeah, the oh, brew house. That's yeah. his training facility, skate mm-hmm. park. But yeah. just seeing the power he puts in behind each crank is incredible it's, it's just 100 percent confidence mm-hmm. at every and then five cranks at a quarter and he does a flare down whip 10 feet out of an <laughs> yeah. eight foot quarter like it's incredible right you're looking up at him right yeah well i mean i know it's somewhat recently the past couple of years but it, it, it must be nice to have someone like him showing up at at the at Ray's also. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus going to his place because it sounds like you've got somewhat of an invite yeah, there, yeah. an open invite there. That's yeah, having, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to have, say, because Nick is so big in the BMX world, but I I see him as like my friend. Right. Right. I see him every day. I mean, I grew up watching him ride and yeah. the the Changa sessions. Because he, he was, I think, 2014, he was riding Changa a lot and just doing his thing. I think he'd just go there after sessions, rentals, things like that. And then just out of nowhere, he just blew up. Like, he yeah. was just this hidden bomb waiting to explode, and he finally just took off. Jeez. Which is incredible to see. It is. And I've never really talked to him, but he strikes me as someone that's pretty... Uh, pretty like mellow soft-spoken oh yeah chilled chill guy super super chill humble um 
heavy pedals, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he wants to know. Uh, who's tougher? At, it's the Instagram account, Ashley Shyman. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you. So who's tougher? And what's uh, the story behind that? Because that has to have some story behind it. Sure. I don't even know the story behind that one. I can't even think of it. No. But this one time, we had a Changa rental. You could, I bet. <laughs> and uh, Ashley, she picked me up and threw her back out. And she couldn't... Uh, she couldn't go to work. She she barely could lay down. So, and I could probably just lift her up with one arm over my shoulder. So I'll, I'll take the W on that one. She's really tough. Yeah. GGs. GGs. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let's see. Uh, could, actually, you can ask. Oh wait, maybe I better read the one that. Uh, that's on your phone. The question. Um, Did I yeah. send? And then we'll go back say, to some other stuff. I know yeah. another good kind of conversation to add with that kind of fit in. Oh, keep Tommy, that. Tommy Crow was a kind of a good push for the last couple oh, of years. Yeah. I see he's been pushing you and riding with you every day and kind of on the box jump side, keeping you motivated and keeping you in there. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy Crow. Yeah. He is uh, one of the Definitely. best riders I know. Thank you. I've definitely heard that name. I, I don't, I don't he's know why. He's a... He, a, he lived in Erie, but he f- started to frequent, like, coming to Ray's a lot more. Yeah. Uh, he started dating one of our friend, Brooke. Uh-huh. And um, so he would just come out every weekend. And yeah. then that would be, say, Saturday mornings. We would go to the brew house for a couple hours. And then after that, go right to Ray's. And it was just every day, every Every weekend, we would try to learn something new or do something new. Right. And then I would just... My first session at the brew house was with Tommy and Nick, and their warm-ups were just flip tucks over the box, and I'm just just sitting there watching, and I'm like, barely... I can't even make it up this vert wall. Well, you get... I mean, you do a completely different style of riding. I mean, to me, it's like everything you do is about balance. Oh, yeah. So it's a totally different style than sending it on a jump line i am more so comfortable just doing uh balance tricks the most technical tricks to make me get super upset and pissed off at myself that's usually what it turns to Uh but just pushing myself through it to until i land it whether it's worth it or not yeah it's just to to make it worth it for myself but riding box jump i love doing like any 360 variation i would like to you know do a flip whip but i'm just terrified but i just like to be able to session everything and anything so i can pull up to changa and everyone's sessioning the big box or a box jump somewhere and send a whatever 360 trick mm-hmm. i would want to do to keep up with everyone in that session or go grind a super long rail or right. balance on a very long manual pad or something like that i just like to do everything well lots of lots of places have like a vert wall on a box right and yeah then maybe a quarter on the other side that's most parks right yeah so most setups is okay you're pedaling at a vert wall mm-hmm and right when you turn around, there's the box jump. Uh-huh. There's very rarely that I've seen a skate park that doesn't have a vert wall to box jump, or at least a gigantic quarter 
Right. Changa doesn't have that vert wall per se, uh -huh. <clears throat> but on the one side where the step up is, they have a 12 foot vert transition quarter. And then where the big box is next to the spine, they have a 10 foot pretty mellow chill quarter to air. Yeah. So either way, it's that setup mm -hmm. where there's the quarter box quarter mm -hmm. or a wedge. Right. Whichever way you jump it. Which makes sense as to why, um, you know, the profile room, that outside line is wouldn't really suit you because you're used in one box mm -hmm. off of a vert wall or a quarter and this is like three three boxes and then the and then the last turn hip and the fourth box basically because the first couple before you hip are not really boxes yeah. but it, so it's more like trails you know yeah so it's, that's not really your yeah it's got the kind of the trail flow to it just yeah not as flowy as the wheel mill box jumps are oh, those are dialed like yeah those are in, a different level of box jumps yeah in true trail builders <clears throat> yeah built them they're know. perfectly sculpted landings where yeah. I try to three that last jump in the jump line and I can't find the landing anywhere because yeah. it's like you have to <laughs> land perfect like you're jumping a trail jump yeah and then raise I can just land halfway down the ramp and I still am fine uh huh uh, sorry no, if you're watching, you can just keep the phone open. Keep what? You can keep the phone open the whole time. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's, a, there's really it's not good. that much that much to it. I'll ask you one of them. All right, this, this is from... Uh, I don't know if I want to uh, say that he's a friend of mine, but uh, <laughs> in, in case this doesn't go well. No, it's it's uh, Greg Dixon. So he, uh, he had... He's always busting balls, so you obviously are aware of that. Been around him enough, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple, quite a few sessions with him. Yeah. I, I think we uh, we affectionately know him as, um, I'm going to say it right, uh, the Craig Grasso of BMX. Freestyle. <laughs> right? Because that was the skater dude, unfortunately, passed away. Um, uh, I would say very similar to that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's I've not, never he's heard not that. negative or anything. No, I've never no, heard no negative. negative. No. <laughs> I, I I like the guy. He's funny. He, we met just actually by just over because of the podcast, but oh just you know him communicating back and forth. But uh, yeah, he's he's funny. If you if you want a real opinion, straight up, no no holding back, <laughs> then call him. <laughs> He'll give it to you. But. Anyway, I had called him uh, last night so I could learn a little bit more about you guys because I figured there's... He knows everybody. Yeah. So I figured he has to know, you know, you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He T-bogs the wrong way. Oh, all right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah, you T-bogs the correct way. Yep. Got it. Okay. <laughs> He's not even gonna know where it's coming from, unless he takes a sledgehammer through the wall. Oh, man. Uh, it's just too good. All right. So anyway, uh, from the ball buster. Um, oh, he wants to, you to talk about living in Cleveland and how Paul, Paul Rad, Paul uh, Radosevich, I think is how you say his last yeah. name, has has ruined your life. <laughs> how Paul's ruined my life. Ah, <laughs> this, uh. this is. This is, uh, you know, I write them down and I read oh, them yeah. off. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Do, yeah? 
Paul? Don't have an idea. I don't know. It kind of looks like... No? Okay. Well, I don't know how vulgar we can get on this podcast, but I'm pretty sure... There's that I button have, where I can hit explicit. So it's, it's very easy. It's not I, a big deal. I'm pretty sure I've seen Paul's dick more than mine. So that's... <laughs> anywhere and everywhere that someone just looks at him and he'll pull it out. What? Or he'll whip it out. I think he's in the Baco photo in the background. He is. Out. He Seriously. is in the Baco photo. With everybody in the photo, he says they, they had a they had a Chang of Fifty Seven reunion at a Avon Lake Skate Park, and uh, we're all huddling around him, and I'm right next to Paul. And yeah. then all you hear from a bunch of the dudes is Paul, pull your dick out. And then I just look over, and here's Paul unzipping his pants, just pulling it out for the photos. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I guess it gets lonely up in Maybe, that area, Cleveland. It's long winters. I, I the know. winters are pretty long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know any other I reason. I don't know if there's really a, a... That might be the most negative thing about Paul, because he's really all around, like, the best person. Yeah. I interviewed him. He was great. Yeah, he's, he's and I'm glad I know now after him. all around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you would have asked, he probably would have pulled his dick out. No, of no, no, no. I'm saying that interview would never would have happened if I knew this before. And yeah, maybe he looked at me as more of like his father's age, probably, and just said, "I don't feel right about taking my dick out here. This guy's like 50, you know." Anyway, good to know. Thanks, Paul, and thanks. Uh, well, I guess I'm really thanking my buddy Greg. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, I'm sure Greg knows all about it, too. <laughs> probably. He's probably seen his more the, than his own. The best person about it you could ask if you want to is Billy Woodfin. He is a, he is a, he knows all about it. Him and Paul. <laughs> I, all right, well, yeah, that went in a direction I didn't expect, but it's, it's always good. I don't know the always negative good. things that he could have thought of, but that's probably, that, I can't think of any other negative things about Paul. Yeah, I mean, he should put, he, should, he probably is saying like how it's traumatized you like <laughs> over for the rest of your life because it's you know we don't ask for that mm. usually <laughs> I don't know teach his own I guess he's his own man yeah that's how, he, that's how everyone knows him yeah and then he just said front wheel wizard shit he wanted to hear about but we talked about that mm. we spent spent plenty of time on that one but uh alright what was it like riding for a standard and do you do you still ride for standard also yeah okay yeah um so Jamie got... Yeah, Jamie just recently, he, just he left. Off standard yeah, and yeah. on to Sabrosa? Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what is, but I think... Oh, wait, I listen think to the, the podcast when I post it. Okay. Yeah. That's what... We'll, we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> oh, no, no. I just mean you can listen You can listen to Jamie's and find yeah. out what his bike deal is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice. Just in case you guys don't talk yeah. much. Yeah. We haven't know? communicated that far. Yeah, yet. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I still ride for standard. It was... 2018 whenever we had a changa rental and paul was paul is the tm for a standard and yeah we were just riding a rental at changa one night and paul it was after i had purchased the standard frame and mm. paul said he would uh he would like me to just ride for him uh-huh. i said sure why not i mean yeah who wouldn't like a company to support them sure so, and plus being on the team with all of my friends was i mean it, oh really unreal, like Johnny Dalvaso, Paul, uh-huh. Tommy, Jamie, yeah. Billy, and then I met um, 
Matt Lau. Uh-huh. And Chase Pauza. Zach Gerber. Zach oh, I didn't Gerber. know Chase was on there. Yeah. On standard. Yeah, he still is. Currently? Yeah, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Where's you don't f- hear much from him. He's a lost boy at Woodward. I know. <laughs> he's, it's pretty cool. I mean, he's... I mean, I'm, I met him... He always seems like he's, like, 16 years old to me. Yeah, I literally thought Chase... I didn't realize Chase was... Chase thought I was younger than him, but I didn't yeah. realize Chase was only 23. Yeah. Or 24. Now I can't remember. If he listens, he'll probably hate me. Riding for standard, they've given... I mean... Not that I won't pay mm-hmm. for a season pass at Rays, but they gave me for sponsoring the park. I get the free admission, so that oh, that's because a, Rick sponsors something Rays. in the park. Yeah, and um, I we usually do a standard week at Woodward every summer. Yeah. So I mean, I get to ride uh-huh. the dream park of that everyone wants to go to. I get a yeah. nice free week there, which is always. It's always so much fun, mm-hmm. but there's so much to do there. You don't know what to do. Right. So coming together for that is always a great thing. You're just hanging out with all your friends for a week in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Right. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah. Being a part of Standard. It's a wild place. Yeah. But that that's kind of good <clears throat> news, it sounds like to me, because I, I don't know exactly where he's at as far as business goes, how, yeah. how well Standard's doing, but... Hopefully he's doing. Hopefully that means he's doing well enough that he can support a team and, and sponsor, or or be a sponsor of. Woodward. Right, right. So that's that's good news. Yeah, uh, it's it's very good to. I mean, it's a big plus that they sponsor mm-hmm. Rays because they sponsor the first jump in um, Profile World, um, oh, and then the boutique. Oh. So that's where they're. Okay, I they got pay you. for all that, and then. Yeah. They supply a lot of their bike parts there, stems for Ames bars. Oh, for the, out of the shop. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, from Greg, Midwest Coast being the best coast. Um, I mean, uh, I've never been to California or that West Coasty side. I don't know if you classify Florida as is that. It's a, It sounds. I don't know like, what coast that is because I've only been to Florida really. And he's I think creating a. He's saying, you know, Midwest is the best. Coat, yeah, yeah, because there's East Coast, West Coast. He's made up. Yeah. Midwest Coast. The Midwest Coast. The coast of Lake Erie, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it just, you know, being in the, being in the middle of America. I mean, it's uh, almost the middle. I think. Oh yeah. Kind of favors, favors the East Coast, but. I mean, we we totally got a lot of corn out here. But yeah, but a lot of the riders, like there's so many amazing bike riders that you'll never hear about, really, because there's not too much BMX media in the Midwest, yeah, or this side of yeah. the country, really. All right, you're still there, and we kind of had that conversation with with Jamie when we when we did his his interview. Um, there's something about it that must be comfortable and just I don't know I I, I think I had said in, in the other podcast that if it's too easy to ride then you wouldn't go that often because you because you could pick any day to go oh yeah you know and where where you have to you have to work for it you know if you didn't have rays especially oh you'd really have yeah. to work for it you know just like we that's to drive see yeah that's the thing but 
So you want it, I guess what I'm saying. Like you 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 want it more because it's not that easy to get. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it'll be twenty five degrees out and six inches of snow outside and mm-hmm. um I just get off work and it's either I take everything with me and then it's only a 15 minute drive to raise or I go home because I didn't bring anything with me and then that kind of kills my motivation to go ride because it's a 40, 45 minute drive with the chances of you getting stuck in traffic. So to the, to, the, to get to raise? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you were a So the, the biggest thing is keeping your motivation up mm-hmm. living out here in this area in the Midwest, really. Mm-hmm. But when we do have those nice days everybody is outside like i mean we went up to raise the other day to grab ashley's bike and it was still packed but it was packed with all the non-local all the out-of-towners all the families and stuff like that during the week uh it was on a sunday it was like 70 degrees outside there was no chance we were gonna pass that up sure and we just went to because there's so many outdoor little parks and they're sure. all so weirdly made because yeah. they don't have yeah. professionals do it they just get the funds for a skate park right. and then they have the city workers make all the transitions and stuff it's, so it's it's, it's a gamble it's yeah. a, there's so much fun because all those parks are so unique yeah but it's like wow they wasted all this money and could have just paid a company to come yeah. in and do it all correctly mm-hmm. one park the, it was supposed to be a double coping spine, but it's like a giant boob roller. Like, yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. there's no transition. There's nothing on it. And, it just and rounds the, out. Yeah, like, it's it goes up, but it's just, like, two mounds that go up together with two pieces of coping sticking out of the top. And it's <laughs> it's incredible. And that's, I think that's what, that's what I love so much yeah. about these terrible outdoor skate parks. Because yeah. it, it just makes you think and makes you ride everything so different. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't even think about it like that. Just another set of challenges. Yeah, that's, and that's that's what maybe that's why I don't. The Midwest is the best, and that's why I don't leave because uh-huh. we have all these terrible skate parks that right, right. We, we we make do with what we can, and it right. turns out to be amazing. Yeah. Like I totally live in Florida, yeah. but I don't know if I can handle swamp weather all the time or whatever right but i mean i've been talking to ronnie about coming down to uh, like the sparkies area because i they do have a ton of bunch of um, great skate parks in florida Mm -hmm. but i really want to ride that Candyland skate park because of how terrible it looks and that's just what attracts my eye (laughs) is like wow this place looks absolutely awful it'd Uh be so much fun Awful is fun. The worst made stuff yeah. is fun. I like this. this is, <laughs> here's a true optimist right here. Gage. Man. Um, I wouldn't have expected that because a lot of people just complain about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, growing up with East Lake Skate Park, we didn't have much. And then you would go to, say, Willoughby or Mentor, which I go to Mentor a lot. We call mm-hmm. it DDOM. Like, yeah. I, I daily dose of manner. That's what it oh, is okay. short for. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just like one of those terribly built skate parks where they have this. They have two, an upper deck and a lower deck of the yeah. skate park, and there's just absolutely nothing there about <laughs> yeah. a, a flat ledge and yeah. It's just there's just nothing there to ride. And wow. the 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 candy cane um, 
it kind of bowls out where okay. a candy cane. But the whole quarter transition is a jersey barrier. <laughs> so just think of the tightest transition into yeah. just straight up wedge. And that's what you have with like a, a and, kink yeah. where it meets, kind yeah. of. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So there's no transition. Yeah, just, and then well, right at the bottom of it is a nice little pull jam that sticks right in the way yeah. too. So there's it's just a, really nothing there but <laughs> things in yeah. the only way of the only two possible things to ride. Yeah. Right. So we're trying to turn it into some sort of DIY, but it's kind mm. of a overtime type thing. Right. But we do have one of the nicest DIY skate parks, uh-huh. which is Ninth Street DIY, which is in Canton. Yeah, that it's just incredible what the skateboarders have done to it, and that it's an actual DIY skate park, but they mm-hmm. they're open. Like we throw a BMX jam there every year, and every year just oh, gets and they're bigger. all cool we, with it. <clears throat> yeah, we raise uh, we raise money for them mm-hmm. to try and help out. Sure, that's our way of helping out for them mm-hmm. is raising money so they can keep adding on to this park. Yeah. Like, they just finished this skate park, pla- like, skate park looking plaza yeah. uh, set up right in the back corner, and they finally had the funds to add lights to the skate park. Okay. So it's it's turned into this really? huge so, thing after so now five it's or six super years. Legit, though. Yeah. Oh, everything wow. there is made legit, legit. From the skaters, like, they take their own time and their own money and their own equipment i've seen i i don't even know much about it. i'm not even a local but i've seen it over instagram uh-huh. all these guys are coming out these guys are all working their own nine to five yeah. eight to five their own right. 50 hours a week and still coming out there putting together a really badass yeah. professional diy for these yeah. guys and it's on it's, town property and yep. they just yeah the city it's free. they uh the city gave them permission to mm-hmm. do whatever they want to the skate yeah. park and they even um they will even chip in with the pouring of concrete if they have leftovers. Oh, nice. So they kind of wait till they have, like, mm-hmm. a set pour day. Yeah. And then they kind of work around, I think they work around the city and uh-huh. they help them out just pouring. But all the, the skaters or bikers, whoever go mm-hmm. there, they're the ones right. smoothing it out. And they're there for hours, right. sometimes all, probably all night, really? like, doing it sometimes. It's not in the best neighborhood. Sure. So they want to keep it. Yeah. Like it gets graffitied every now and sure. then, but the next day it's graffitied. They're down there with pressure washers cleaning it all off because they want to keep it. Oh, really? A nice place to be. Oh, wow. Hmm. It's it sounds like the best a uh, place. like a <clears throat> like a more shared version of like FDR. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And what's that DIY park in Milwaukee? I can't remember what the name of it is. But I feel like they have a oh, good... Oh, the one Jeff Dowin. And... Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, f- I feel like they have a good scene sure that comes it. together building onto that. Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. Which is sweet. We need more DIY. DIY is probably the sickest stuff because yeah. it's yeah. anybody making what they want to make. Right. And that's what I would like one day to do whatever at mm-hmm. Mentor Skate Park. Yeah. Right, at least put it in a flat round rail because that's the only thing that park's really missing for me. Oh, it's got okay. the ledge. I just need the rail. <laughs> right. Speaking of rails, so you just won all this money. So you're taking us all out to dinner and all this tonight, which is awesome. Appreciate the offer. So, uh, so were you um, <clears throat> were you surprised you made it, or do you do you do you try like crazy grinds anyway? No, I was surprised I made it because 
I, we're talking about crazy the rails. Of, I mean, if we're talking about the rail of death out there. Yeah, yeah. he actually yeah. just won. And this was a shadow, <laughs> just to shadow rail, right? Yeah, yeah, so the rails. Yeah, yeah, Sabrosa rail. Yeah, same difference. You're right, right. It's all sparkies. It's all yeah. Uh, yeah, that was sick. I. Uh, but is that something you would normally would you expect? to win that normally uh, i don't know everyone was pretty close to it like my first attempt i got to the second rail uh-huh and then uh i thought somebody was just gonna do it because in in your head it's like oh it's just a double peg like what what why can't we all do this yeah right but it's just the the way it was you're going over the arch and then you're dropping down to the rail being lower right. and it's kind of off so you're just and it being dark it makes it the challenge. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I'm not. I I can usually I can grind for however long the rail is, but in mm-hmm. that moment, just because it's like, oh, everybody wants to do it. Who's going to be the first to do it? Who's going to get right. the farthest? Yeah, and it was uh, for a little while there. Jamie had the lead. Oh yeah, right? Jamie was there. And Jamie then it, and then Chase Bucci. Yeah. Is he is he a Cleveland guy? I think he's a wheel mill local. Oh, okay. All right. right. Around Pittsburgh area. Okay. Somewhere around here. Mm -hmm. So it was the three of you, or is it one other person? It was was the three of us, and then John Yarnell from Youngstown. Oh, okay. And then you broke the tie. Yeah, somehow. I mean, I torched my hand and ripped it open on the lip, falling, but it was just more, more so a speed factor, and coming out of that turn was so hard because i was coming up it sliding down or like my tires would drift and then you're not lined up right i have new tires that sam sent me i've just been dumb and haven't put them on because every time i have to take my back wheel off to break my chain because i have it slammed yeah and it's just a hassle but did you see the that one kid tire ride at least part of it oh yeah it was, was wild it was cool he got almost to the second round i was thinking yeah. about taking that around i was also thinking about taking like the spencer forsman route where you just get in the double peg take your feet off and balance because i really <laughs> like, hey whatever whatever way they to get me across this any, rail yeah, yeah. so no foot yeah he just sits down and, and just balances uses his legs on the, each side it would have been incredible but i tried right. the one and i was like oh no my pedal's getting stuck i'm just yeah. gonna have to figure this out right and it was just the more like i lean forward and stay forward with it so i'm yeah. just going forward i the less i have to move the better and yeah speed was the biggest factor of getting over it that's what it looked like yeah i mean i was at that corner that last corner before you before you had very little time to straighten out yeah and, and I wanted to put like, one more crank in before it, and it was like, oh, I'll get a half crank pedal back. And I was going to say, yeah, then the wrong foot's forward, but or does that matter as much? Oh, uh, it you? probably, yeah, it probably would have threw me off pretty bad because I kept putting my pedal down on accident. I was getting stuck and just kind of yeah. launching over the bars. Uh-huh. I was trying to get it to where my cranks are this like mm-hmm. up and down instead of oh, so flat, cool. yeah. Your left pedal, or were you on the right? Right, right, right pedal forward, oh, okay. right, yeah. rifle forward. It was cool. It was pretty exciting. And of course, I, I got the one before <laughs> when you didn't make it. You know, you made it almost all the way. I got that one, but I, you know, just chit chat yeah. with someone and, and watched it, but didn't get it. You're out. Yeah, I'm gonna give because uh, I gotta get back to that rail jam. I'm gonna cool. film or the the box jump jam. Yeah, go I'm for gonna it. film that. Yeah, so, what time? Uh, what time are we at right don't now? Don't slide on out. Oh yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're almost we're just there. About done. <laughs> oh, what time? Seven twelve. Yeah, 
So on. Um, yeah. Jump out a second early, but yeah, no problem. Sam, no problem. Get in there and get Yeah, we, we so. can wrap it up anyway. Um, uh, Greg, his his last question was um, future plans and, and trips. Future plans and trips. Well, I would like to make it down to Florida sooner than later. As just hopefully, a yeah, just like go down, hang out at. I'd like to go hang out at Sparky's. Meet. I was hoping to meet Ronnie this weekend, but he had to cancel a bunch of his flights because they kept getting delayed yeah. and stuff. So he just said, "Screw it." Right. But hopefully, go down there, hang out for a little bit, and um, ride and enjoy the Florida weather. Yeah, and right. then hopefully, when they have they reschedule the Toyota Triple Challenge for the Street Series, uh, go to that because I was supposed to go in February, but. They canceled it and made it another dirt competition. Oh, okay. so yeah. I'm just waiting to hear. Hopefully, that they're gonna have one because mm-hmm. we already bought plane tickets and then had to get refunded for it. For which race? <coughs> which motocross race or supercross uh, race is it for? It was for the one in Arlington. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what if there's any more coming up where they could find the potential next spot for a street series. Oh, okay. Because they, they do two dirts, and uh, they started doing the street. Oh. So it was going to go dirt, street, dirt, okay. but they canceled the street for, they said, for some unforeseen reasons. Maybe it was yeah. after that our Carl Imers popped his eye on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was probably something to do with medical oh. insurance-wise. Maybe that's just me yeah. guessing, but... Yeah, they just switched it to another dirt comp, and mm-hmm. hopefully in the next couple of months there'll be some news that they're going to have the third sure. stop a street well, I think it, potential so of to, making one. Right, so they'd have to get on it. Yeah. If not, I mean, I would like to just do more traveling around. Like, I want to film some kind of street video because I've never really had a full something I'm super proud of streetwise right. and I just want to make that happen and stop putting it off saying oh I'll do this another day I'll do yeah. it just actually physically make it happen finally and having Dylan and Jamie there yeah. it's constantly it's we we tend to one up each other yeah. which is it's not a bad thing it's a good yeah. thing cuz we thing. we push each other to our full potential or what we could do really and that's that's what I enjoy the most hanging out and filming with Dylan because <clears throat> if it wasn't for him making me film a power hour edit at Woodward yeah I don't think I would have ever gotten in contact with Ronnie from that oh, Sam right. and Shadow yeah and that's I have Dylan to thank for that one yeah it was all his idea I didn't want to film and he's like no let's do a power hour and he just put the camera on my face and put the timer on and really yeah that's where that came from which is awesome it is geez uh he's he's seems to be like the force within the group to make oh yeah he talking with jamie was like yeah he wants whenever i want to stop he tells me to keep going yeah you know that's how we've there's been multiple multiple nights Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say my my raise at it <clears throat> well i guess both because i filmed that split edit with jamie at raise as well oh, right. but the one prior 
there was so many clips that I was like, Dylan, like, I can't think of anything else to do. And then he looks at the ceiling and he's like, get up there and jump out of that. And then he has oh, me, raised? yeah, he has me cavemaning <laughs> out of the roof into a little wedge or mm-hmm. um, a quarter. And then he's sitting there for two and a half hours waiting for me to get to this nose manual line. And <laughs> yeah. It finally just clicks. And oh, he, the, the patience he has is unreal. Because he'll just sit there yeah. waiting for it, waiting right. for you. And then pushes you. Like, I, I have a clip. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. And he's like, well, can you can you add this, do this, make it harder? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to, but if... And he, he'll make me. Until yeah. I'm, I'm always yeah. happy about it, but it's always like, oh. Right, right. <laughs> he's that guy. Yeah. But it's great that he's that guy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just from hearing him in the in the last interview with Jamie and, and then with you, it's you could tell. I think we're just tr- trying to do it to mm-hmm. where Dylan wants to push me and push more content out there. Mm-hmm. And also... He wants to do it to get his name out there, which is great because he's an incredible filmer. Like, yeah, the sounds like it. The ideas he comes up with, like our recent raise edit, the split mm-hmm. edit, the Shadow Riding Gear one. Um, yeah, he had the idea of just. I told him I finally got all my bike parts together, and he's like, "Cool, I'm coming out tomorrow. You're building this up, and we're filming a video." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds terrible because <laughs> it's a brand new bike, and I'm not going to be adjusted to it." Right, right. And here, here we are, and he's got this kaleidoscope lens, just oh, filming yeah, and getting yeah, these yeah. crazy I, angles. I watched it, and I couldn't figure out how he did it. Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy because he's holding this like ten pound camera, and then he's just got this little. Um, it looked like brass knuckles as yeah. a handle, and it's just this kaleidoscope lens. And that's, that's how he got all those insane-looking angles really? and shots. Huh. He's got the artistic eye, and it yeah. just makes everything look so good. It'd be really cool if he ended up, if he wanted to, ended up being a like a team filmer like we oh, yeah. with Cole. That type of deal. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Just getting his name out there more, just doing more. Yeah. Which is incredible. He's a... Uh, my my friends are filming a video at the new source park. Mm-hmm. Is that in, Louisville? Yeah, I think oh, wherever that it's in Kentucky somewhere. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, I think but I su- they couldn't but... think of a filmer, and I suggested Dylan for it, and they picked him, and he's got that. So oh no way! I mean, that's gonna huh. that's he's getting paid for that, which is amazing. Yeah. He's getting an amazing right call or he got I don't know how to word it. He's getting paid a good amount sure. for filming it. Right. And he's just super excited to just get more out there because that's what he wants to do. He just wants yeah. to film more people, get mm-hmm. more coverage everywhere and anywhere he can. Yeah. So I'm super excited to see all that play, play out and come Absolutely. out. I would like to – I was trying to talk to Jamie and Dylan to get some kind of source – session like that uh-huh. kind of like how they used to do the bakery i mean that's what they're doing pretty much mm-hmm. like how they did the the bakery edits you'd see a cory martinez mm-hmm. and nathan williams just throw down in a session yeah and that's what they're doing with the source and i'm like oh well they're still doing this and it's pretty fresh let's try and get in there sure like, before everything's been done and yeah Oh, but I mean, I'm... I'll just do hang fives anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll. Uh, I, I mean, source is huge. I mean, oh yeah, they. So that's that's a pretty big deal. I'm sure that'll develop into something else. Oh yeah. That, which would be wild because you know, I don't know. It's probably what the Midwest needs. Oh yeah, know? something like that. Get more. Because I mean, 
you don't really hear too many people coming out this way until I would uh, let me rephrase what I'm saying is more people just want to come to raise mm-hmm. or the wheel mill or right. Woodward because those are like the big main attractions in the Midwest like you're thinking yeah. of when you see these parks obviously Woodward just being Woodward and mm-hmm. everyone is just either they want to go there or not and that's right. Adult weekends at Woodward are probably the best because that's when you get people from all over the country, honestly. I've got Mexico. friends who keep asking me to go to that. And I'm like, ah, you know. That's It'll like, be a good time. Like, the like dirt is good then. Like, I don't, because <laughs> like, it's late. It's it's kind of, I'm sorry, early spring, but it's it's warm enough that we're kind of riding. Yeah. So, to go ride inside, yeah. it's like, ah, it's kind of like outdoor. But anyway, uh one of the friends said, listen, you, you have to go once. Yeah. You just have to try the, one time. The experience is yeah. what it's all about. I mean, like, so, you get you get there, you're waiting in the ridiculously long line for check-ins, but after that's yeah. all said and done, everyone's yeah. just cruising, mm-hmm. going crazy, having a good time. Yeah. And it's just, I think, just having pretty much all of your friends from all over the States. Mm-hmm coming to Woodward and it's just like the ultimate session because it's like oh it's Woodward everyone everyone always wanted to go right well right. at least in my opinion I was a, I've always wanted to go sure and I get to go now and yeah the adult weekends are just all all of your friends and all there's no kids so right. anything pretty much goes yeah yeah and right. just the shredding all day and then the parties going on at night yeah it's just all around great experience great time well, one of my friends said that uh, friends that, that also can't do the spring one. He usually does, but he said there's another one in the fall. Yeah, yeah, they year. do. Um, or maybe every year, but he said there's one in the fall. And he said, you know, if you can't go to this one, then definitely go to the fall one. I guess that one's really good too. Yeah, so, I mean that one's a bit colder, obviously, because they have sure. it October-ish. I think that's yeah. when, that's when it was. Uh, but the other one's in May, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. significantly warmer mm-hmm. and. Yeah, mainly everybody is outside during mm-hmm. those hours until it's dark out, and then that's when you'll go session the indoor park. So you're, if you're worried about going to um, Woodward and you don't want to ride inside because it's nice, mm-hmm. it's totally fine because everybody is right everywhere. There's not and, a spot now, that you'll be right, and now there's more outdoor spots at Woodward too, yeah, right? Yeah, there's so finished much. that that big concrete uh, yeah, the, area, the cage, the cage too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right outside a lot eight, and then they have right down the hill lot or I forgot what it's called, but it's got oh. all the rails and stuff. Well, there's flat bars. Like cloud nine, then there's that. Yeah, you got uh, cloud nine, the school, yeah. the playground, section um, eight. No, Egypt, it's lot eight, lot eight, sorry, cloud nine, and then yeah. um, I believe that's all the indoors. Uh huh. But I, I, I just, I go there and I, you got all the perfect ramps and then there I am looking for the yeah. hardest thing to ride. Right, and right. The, the jersey barriers that are just there. Like, <laughs> like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Why aren't you guys riding these? Right, right. We have a bunch of prefab parks that are Woodward ramps. So yeah. it's like, right. oh, these are normal. These all feel 
yeah. like back home. Right. And I'm like, oh, here's this Jersey barrier that's crusty in downtown Cleveland. I can ride this too. <laughs> ride it the same way. It's just way more wax. Right. <laughs> that's funny. It remind me after. Well, after we've, we're going to finish up anyway. But I'll show you some uh, some pictures. Speaking of the D, this goes back to the DIY part. Some mm. FDR DIY. Yeah. Like, uh, I took pictures a couple different times, but it was the capsule that they made there. Just insane. Insane no. the amount of work. And and some of the BMXers that ride there pitched in on that too. Actually, Rob Delecki did. Um, he, uh, a photographer, who, uh, who was an amazing rider too. Mm. But, um, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, it, it, it's cool that they at least work together somehow. Yeah, to actually yeah. have the skateboarding community and the BMX community cool just with each cool. other and work together somewhere instead of just, I don't understand why yeah. people or skaters are so against bikers because what's the point? Why is there still skate park segregation and that stuff? Like yeah, any, any argument I've had with skateboarders uh-huh. about pegs and stuff, it's like it's invalid because plastic pegs are a thing now uh plastic right. hub guards plastic mm-hmm. pedals all that stuff that doesn't eat up concrete probably eats up it i don't know less i would say less than a skateboard would because their trucks are aluminum or whatever they're made out of well, that that's what i was gonna ask you i'm like the trucks are grinding right. all this stuff too right like i yeah i'm not picking a side here but it no. seems like it's there's a little bit of both if you oh want. yeah there's a lot that's of ruin that could you know, make it harder for them to ride. Right, and then most, and when most of these outdoor skate-only skate parks, mm-hmm. the ledges are, they have thick steel beams in them or mm-hmm. right. round copings to grind mm-hmm. on. What's what's the big right. deal there? Right. And if you're, and if you know how to hop onto a ledge, you're not going to destroy it. Right. If you know how to put your pegs down and be gentle with it you'll do right. more damage to your bike than a ledge right you probably snap a peg sleeve over sure. chipping a nice yeah. cement ledge <laughs> <laughs> right right definitely um i think that's it you want to uh anyone that you want to thank or warn that you're coming or <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you think you're whatever you, you you can wrap it up whatever uh, way you want just pretty much I, thank all my all my friends for mm-hmm. saying mean things to me so I progressed myself and will beat them in a game of bike now right just wherever lose at like I'm ready to play him in a game of bike because he pushed <laughs> me into that fence <laughs> this was the guy that uh, the <laughs> older the guy, guy yep, that when you were guy. a kid and he uh he plays uh Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering now that's that's his I'd new probably hobby. put put that one off then. I think I would probably <laughs> skip on the probably skip on the game of bike. I think it's gonna oh, be yeah. a game of life. If but, uh, you if you <laughs> Yeah, I'll just think thank everyone. All yeah. my friends. Well I'm thank glad Ronnie. Ronnie turned me on to you and Jamie and uh this has been pretty cool getting a little be excited little... to meet him on whatever next session I have yeah. potentially to meet him or come down to Florida right for a Sparky's yeah. ride Candy Lane when no one else wants to <laughs> <laughs> because you'd like riding shitty places mm-hmm. that's that's that came through clear in this interview that's, that's this has the been good that's the beauty of it find what is it possible to ride and 
Uh, make it possible. Right. It just, just, I don't know. That's why we can call yeah. you a hardy, hardy Midwesterner. Yeah. Just, hey! What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the point of conversation with are. who knows. Um, or Jamie. Oh, yeah. That's what I just, I just heard someone yell <laughs> I did Jamie. too. I did too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for doing it. It was nice to no meet problem. you. Thank you. And Ashley, right? Yeah. Ashley. Stronger than. Stronger than me. Yeah, yeah stronger than Gage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's why I'm tough. That's because I'll kick your ass. That's right. <laughs> Chuck knows it, obviously. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck is. She's ready for it, Chuck. Just, just know that she's coming for you. It's all going down at race, I'm sure. <clears throat> all right. Well, thank you. This was, uh, this was fun. It was. It was a good time. Good. I was, promised you that. I think. Yeah. It was. No. It was. It was great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to you and thanks to Ronnie. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Go spend that 250 bucks somewhere yeah. nice. <laughs> Not all in one place, spend though. Spend it all on shadow hoodies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, thanks.